At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We welcome you back in. Hour number two. Primetime action. Fun show as always on a Friday night from our South Point Sportsbook Studio in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk with us. Isaiah Wrinkle, Von Wrinkle, as he's known around these parts. Is it weird to have we have a Von Tobel and a Von Von Wrinkle? As long as you don't, Matt, Von Wrinkle. Uh, Matt Brown at one point assumed that my middle name was Von. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And John Tobel. So I, yeah, so I go back to that. So so yeah, Matt Brown thought my middle name was Von. But again, one of the great as, moments in recent history. As I told Matt, what psychopath introduces themselves with their first? <laughs> middle and last name. Oh, that's such a Nobody good ever does that. So, hi, I'm yeah. Ben. Hi, I'm Ben Paul Wilson. Right. Like who does that? Yeah. It, like there's people who go yeah. by their middle names, right? Right. But there's nobody who introduces themselves with first middle name. Like I don't go up to be like, I'm Jonathan George Von Topel. How are you doing? Like, no, it's ridiculous. So to, to assume that I was always going by my first middle and last name, I don't know how you come to that conclusion. John Tobel. That's a, that's a, right. I, I that's totally forgot. I remember when that happened. Jonathan Tobel, hilarious right. moment in uh, in recent history. We'll update some scores. I will be doing that since Isaiah again. Von Wrinkle. We can only have we apparently there's a Vison bylaw. Only one Von can be speaking at one. No limit on time. bald dudes though. No apparently. limit on bald. No dudes. limit on bald so, dudes. Isaiah does have like hair, twenty though. of those. That is that is kind of a shame. So right now, Reds five, Cardinals two. That game in the top of the fourth. Isaiah, who has again the bad Isaiah is sweating tonight. The no grand slam prop at plus one ten. Uh, there have been a bunch of home runs hit in this game. None of them though have been of the uh, the home run variety. So five two right now. Seeing minus. 450 live on Cincinnati plus 340 coming back on St. Louis live total 12 and a half heavy juice over at minus 135. That last homer was a Joey Votto solo shot, his seventh of the year. Meanwhile, in Baltimore, we talk, told you earlier, Kyle Schwarber hit his 30th homer, homer of the year. And in the home run race, Aaron judge has countered second straight night with a home run. Judge hits his 35th, a three run blast for the Yankees. They take a 3-0 lead into the bottom of the third. Yankees minus 540 live. Orioles plus 390. Live total 9.5, juiced under at minus 135. Phillies with that Kyle Schwarber home run lead 1-0 over the Cubbies in the third inning. Phils minus 270 live. Two, plus 215 coming back there on Chicago. They just suspended and took down the total, but uh, actually took that back up. 7.5 is your live total there in a one nothing game. Pirates strike first against Miami at home. Pirates now minus 160 live. Miami plus 130. 
Five and a half, your total with a little overjuice there, minus 135 uh, in that one so far. Uh, as far as some of the other games in action right now for JVT, good start there for Toronto. Blue Jays had the Matt Chapman two-run homer, 3 nothing lead in Boston, minus 475, make it minus 500 live. Boston plus 370, nine and a half, your total juiced over at minus 125. And after about a half an hour rain delay, they are underway in New York. Padres and Mets, nothing, nothing into the top of the second inning. Mets minus 185, basically the pregame number. Padres plus 155 and a half total, juiced over at, uh, at minus 135. The only scoring in that, uh, in that Pirate game. Somebody named Jason DeLay hit his first home run of the year. Okay, good for him. Jason Congratulations. DeLay. Congratulations. Uh, you heard, by the way, you heard a noise that I made. I just, uh, for those who have, like, we have a lot of hardcore better, so they know who he is, but uh, Alejandro Kirk in his breakout season has been, like, just something tremendous. And we, you and I were talking about this off the air. You know, I thought we play fantasy sports in some sports, like I play in baseball, yeah. trying to keep up with it. Uh, and Alejandro Kirk was one of those waiver wire pickups that I grabbed. I was like, yeah, look, maybe Diamond in the Rough. And again, he just gets on base. Like, it's just all he does. It looks like we another, get a hit another off base the wall. Hit. Yep. So Kirk gets on base. Look at it, and he's tiny. Look at that body he's type. So he's just small. tiny. Like a bowling ball. Uh, yep. Bobachet double. So second and third one out now for uh, for Toronto. Look at man, that guy's a stud. I yeah, another one of those guys where like catchers get kind of forgotten about in fantasy leagues. Like I, five, I he looks like he's five one two sixty. Yeah, I think so. Five eight two forty five. Okay. Five one. Little excited. Yeah. Yeah. Five one two sixty. Close pretty pretty rotund. Yes, another. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice that we we've shared the spoils there on Kirk because yeah. he's been a great uh, great fantasy asset as well uh, this year. So those are the updates on games right now. We have. Uh, three games scheduled to start here in about 10 minutes. Plus, we already told you about Angels and Braves. That was rain delayed by about an hour. They're showing 8.15 Eastern is the first pitch, so that'll be coming up shortly, Otani and Charlie Morton. But for the games coming up here, uh, John, you've got the play. We'll start with Guardians and White Sox. Cal Quantrill, Lucas Giolito. Seeing right now, uh, White Sox up to $1.65 at DraftKings, plus 140 on the Guardians. Eight juiced over minus one twenty, and that was your uh, your play there. Yeah, so I played that over, and actually, I I contemplated playing the Guardians as well, but I felt like playing it over eight was a safer bet uh, because here's the thing: like Cal Quantrill is not exactly, um, I would say, the most reliable guy. If you look at some of his numbers again, three seventy five ERA, but a four fifty two expected, four forty five fielding independent. So there is a little bit of a regression coming for him. If you still buy into and give value to the expected fielding independent, that's over four sixty. Um, not a strikeout guy in any way whatsoever throughout his career, but it's got even worse this year, striking out just over five and a half guys every nine innings. So I didn't want to put my fate in the hands of Cal mm -hmm. Quantrill because you could see this being a little bit of a higher scoring game. I believe that what we've seen from Giolito is pretty real. His numbers would indicate that. Uh, the struggles, if you will, are like, I don't think they're struggles. I just think that's what he is this year. So putting that all together, thought I'd rather go over eight minus 120, where the market's at eight and a half shaded to the under, about a buck 15, depending on where you look, uh, and expect that. Yes, the Guardians will get to Giolito as a previous handicap, but also that Kyle Quantrill is probably going to be exactly what you expect him to be and uh, not have to trust him to actually win this game. Just give me some runs here from both sides we'll, and we'll see put it happens. over. Yeah, and a first, first game of a massive, massive series. These yep. two teams separated by a game right now in the AL Central, two games back, three games back, respectively, of Minnesota. So that starts tonight. White Sox taking uh, the three of the final four in that big series against Minnesota right before the break. Other game about to start, Antonio Senzatella and the Rockies in Milwaukee taking on Corbin Burns and the Brewers. This is your biggest favorite of the night. Minus 320 at DraftKings. Wow. Plus two, 265 coming back on Colorado. Seven and a half the total. If you wanted to lay a run line here, you'd have to lay about a dollar forty to a dollar forty-five uh, on on Milwaukee. I've made myself pretty clear. <laughs> like on betting Milwaukee, it, it, again, I get it because it's the Rockies coming out of the All-Star break, first game here of a, of a road series. They have been historically awful in those types of situations. Corbin Burns, an elite pitcher, totally understand it. Just just from what I've seen with the Brewer offense, want to want to see it get uh, want to see something here. Just it's been so. So brutal on a day-to-day -day basis. There's been no consistency. They run incredibly hot and cold, but you don't yep. really know what you're going to get. And, you know, for all of Sensatella's struggles, he's the type of pitcher that if his, if his command is good, I mean, Brewers are very much a high-variance type team at the plate. So I wouldn't want to lay a, a massive price like that, even laying a near dollar and a half on the run line to, to bank in that, that kind of type of, of performance uh, happening tonight. No, I agree. And actually, that's I, I wanted to ask you because you are the Brewers guy because I, I thought there was, a, there was a part of me that wanted to play Colorado if the price continued to go up mainly just because of everything you mentioned. You know, they just threw up the stat on the broadcast right here. I think it's like 43 42% of their runs have come via home run this year. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a team that is reliant on the long ball. I think it's fourth most in Major League Baseball. And you mentioned it with Sensatella. Sensatella is an interesting guy because, again, when we had our conversation, and I would love to pick Adam Burke's brain on something like this, and you, you get to talk to him on the run line every single Sunday, you know, balancing these advanced metrics. Sensatella is a guy who comes in as a 495 ERA. We know he's mm -hmm. not a strikeout guy. Uh, you know, walks are a little up this year. 
But he's got a 386 fielding independent, but juxtapose that with a 592 expected ERA. Right. Right. So there's such a. Right. So what do you look at that with that? Now, for me, as we talked about earlier, I have, I put more weight on fielding independent because it's a stat that's been there that I have more experience with. And that would circle a play on Sensatella on the road here against a Brewers team and a lineup that's, I think, what, 19th ish or 14th, I think, actually. And way to run's created plus, relying on a home run ball, maybe a little overvalued here. I thought the Rockies were a pretty tempting proposition, but I, I do like guys like Senzatella, and when you get those discrepancies, I wonder which direction you go with, and we'll see a little bit of it tonight. But I, I thought the Rockies were a really intriguing play. I, no, I'm, I'm with you, and for yeah, Senzatella, part of it as well, you get that kind of that chasm between the expected ERA, the fielding, yep. independent pitching, dude with a ridiculously high 3.98 bat, batting batting average on balls in play. Yep. Doesn't strike out uh, many guys, only five per nine innings. Doesn't give up anything in terms but, of home runs. But though. he's but yeah, and, and that's the thing, he's not really a home run guy. Brewers entering tonight 24th in team uh, batting average so far and right right about middle of the pack in overall WRC plus as you mentioned uh, 14th right there so How you feel it Isaiah bases loaded bases loaded oh, Toronto's got the bases a, loaded Fenway at Fenway one Uh-oh. out uh-oh it's funny I gave him a sly nod and I saw his eyes shooting around like wait where is like, it where what, is it yeah Isaiah going what game what yep. game what game and that looks like they're leaving Evaldi in work through it buddy work through it oh man oh see now this is I'm rooting for you Isaiah but I'd also really enjoy a grand slam because of uh, because of my investment uh, here. So meanwhile, uh, uh, Wilson Contreras homer for the Cubs to tie it up one one in Philadelphia. I'll take, I'll take a bases clearing double. How about that? Huh? Hey. And then uh, Miguel Rojas RBI double for the Marlins, and then a uh, Zach Thompson wild pitch. So Miami up two one there in the fourth inning. All eyes now turn to this. Uh, oh, this we team. got to. This is great. Uh, so anyway, that long story short, at least on that Brewer game, for, for me saying no play. Uh, again, just I want to see it out of, out of this Brewers lineup that has been wildly inconsistent here. Uh, and then the um, other game we really have. Really quick. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the other part about this, too, was not even so much a straight up play in the Rockies, but you're getting that plus plus, the plus one and a half, plus 120 for Colorado as mm-hmm. well. Uh, that, that would be an interesting way to look to to kind of jump on this, I think, lack of value in, in, uh, in Milwaukee. Yep, no doubt. Uh, and then Drew, Drew Rasmussen takes the mound for Tampa against Brad Keller in Kansas City. Another game that starts here momentarily seeing uh, Tampa Bay minus a buck 45. Kansas City coming back plus 125 tonight. Total of nine. Little juice over at minus 120. I did, nothing I, really intrigued me uh, about about this game. Wanting to get involved, especially on a, a Royals team that has been very, very bad. Again, Rays, huh. so much. I mean, the pitcher usage has been extremely heavy. You would think the All-Star break would have been a big help. Seems a little light, though, on the line that uh, you're laying on the road. So I, 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 I was treading carefully is what I would say on this, this at least opener of the series. Yeah. I think Keller is a guy in certain situations is worth backing. Like his numbers are pretty tight across the board. He is essentially what you get. Uh, and if you look at his outings right before the all-star break, he was really, really good. There was a spot at Houston uh, where he got dinged up a little bit, gave up four earned runs over the course of five and two thirds, but that sandwiched between a one earned run and seven innings against the Detroit uh, Tigers. Uh, again, another start between against the Tigers on the road, give up five hits over six, but didn't give up an earned run there um, against some of these lesser teams, Oakland, he had a start where he shut him out in his time out there on the floor uh, out of there on the hill um keller's been good in certain situations maybe not so much against a team like the Rays. do we get that basic clearing double huh How it was that? a uh, two-run base hit okay we'll so i said again isaiah lives lives to fight another day lord's uh, lord as guriel with a two-run base hit so five nothing toronto wow. and uh the orioles have cut into this deficit oh. now it's now three two so 3-2 there. It was uh, had an RBI double just a second ago to get it to 3-1 from Jorge Mateo. And Cedric Mullins has driven in a run. So 3-2 ball game there. Don't uh, Orioles won't die, baby. So Let's fast. go. Keep it going. Never say die for Baltimore. Do you believe that they'll be sellers? It, it, like, it's rumored that they will be. No which shot. I, which I don't it, get it. You go for it. You have – and when I say go for it, too, like, you're not shipping off, like, the bank and yeah. everything you own. But if you have stockpiled so much assets in terms of, like, prospects – Ship off some of the fringe guys for like an arm or a a bat that you need. You know what I mean? Rumors are that Jorge Lopez, Trey Mancini could be on the move to the Mets. There's no way you can do that. I would say that. It's baseball. It is baseball. That's uh, uh, MLB Rookie of the Year. Speaking of young talent, we'll talk about those when we return here on Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back on primetime action. More baseball action abounding here on the show. Back with JVT. Ben with you on a Friday night. And it is, uh, what, already? You're, you have this over, John? And um, guys are making really oh, no, dumb no, no, fielding no. decisions? No, no, no. Nothing is over. Um, but but it, it, so we got started. This, yeah, this yeah. Cleveland this Cleveland Chicago game has just started. Uh, Lucas Giolito already in a little bit of a tough spot here. Allows the first guy to reach. And then uh, that's going to score, I would think, at least one, maybe two. Uh, so we do have a couple, uh, one run on the board here in that game already. Um, but AJ Pollock, it looked like, I think it was Ramirez who kind of sliced a hit to the left and it looked like it was going to go out. So he let up and it bounces just inside the line oh, for it to it. go fair. Yeah, he gave up on it. And it looked catchable too. Like that was the weird thing about it. Like I don't know what he was doing. And so then now, right there, you give up a hit and just like that, it's one nothing Cleveland. Little bloop. Meanwhile, Isaiah's just playing with fire in the Cincinnati game. Like, I mean, holy mother of. God, Paul Goldschmidt just hit one, hit one nearly out of the stadium in uh, Cincinnati. But two run homer. There have been like nine homers so far. He's also playing with fire really. in this Blue Jays game because the, uh, the White nothing, Sox, yeah, Toronto, say, yeah. and uh, White uh, White Sox, excuse me, the Red Sox, they can't get out of this. Uh, you have all these working through it, uh, but it's just been runners on second and third, single with runners on second and third. So, yeah, Santiago, that's been all RBI base hit. Although he's he's a ball away from loading him up, Isaiah. Start to worry. Well, Six that's the other thing too. This Cleveland game. Well, well that's got to be all right. Runner, bases loaded. Oh here boy, go. here we go. Anyway, we know what happens there. Five four Cincinnati. By the way, they're in that game. That game far from over in the top of the fifth. Meanwhile, six nothing Toronto in the top of the third in Boston, and it looks like they are. Oh, uh, that's Isaiah. Maybe getting lucky here. They're pulling Evaldi, who did not have it tonight. He's being pulled with a two uh, down in the top of the third one, nothing uh, their uh, guardians in Chicago. Can I just add here as we kind of move forward in this season, obviously uh, Evaldi is a dude that I have circled to consistently play against. So he mm-hmm. was one of those where through the first half of the year uh, was kind of getting away. You don't want to call it getting away with murder, uh, but was getting away with quite a bit of stuff and his stuff wasn't there. His velocity has been down. His splits were there in terms of a dude worth playing against. He has this performance here today. He's definitely worth a guy uh, that is to look to, play against consistently as the uh, second half of the season yep. goes along. And a guy the market still respects a yes. pretty good amount. So that's Although he was an underdog at home today. Uh, and then yeah. on top of that, uh, we now have a uh, sack fly, it looks oh, like, for uh, the Cleveland – I was going to say Cavaliers. I'm still in baseball mode. Uh, Cleveland Guardians, who are now up 2 nothing. It's always basketball season for, for you. Our, our senior NBA analyst. Is that your technical title here? I guess so. Vicent yeah. Senior NBA analyst, John Levin Tobel. Yep. Also now primetime action uh, co-host here for, for this Friday night. 2 nothing there. Uh, Guardians in the top of the first. That Brave game is now underway. And with that, pretty good time for us to look at some of these rookie of the year markets of which the National League, that's really the interesting one right now, if we're being honest. We can, we can touch on the air yeah. in a second. But for all intents and purposes, Julio Rodriguez, he's a $3.70 favorite. Even you know, it's funny. I had uh, Jason Weingarten was on on the uh, numbers game show this morning. Even Jason, who is the most like guy, most t- guy who will take a thousand to one shot of anybody among mm-hmm. us, even he was like, "Yeah, there's no bet to make in AL Rookie of the Year. Like well, that award market's over." And I would say this because voters are not to sound rude, simpletons sometimes. 
the home run derby helped them immensely. The home run derby completely helped him in terms of winning this award. And if you're saying they're like, it doesn't matter for the seat, I'm, I know. Trust me, I know. But there are a lot of yeah. voters out there who watched him in that home run derby and were like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's the rookie of the year right there. And they're probably going to vote for him. Uh, and that did a really great thing in terms of uh, cementing that for him. By the way, two-run shot for the, uh, Andres for the Guardians who were up 4 nothing. 4 nothing. You're, you're nearly halfway home on that, uh, on that over. Top Gio, of the I tell you, again, like, when you look at – I like these metrics because they do paint a picture that might not be there. And yeah. Giolito, like, he is this guy, I think. And uh, not a great start. Not a great start in a big series for the White Sox. No question about it. I, look, I'm always hesitant to, even though – so Rodriguez minus 370. While we say that there's not a bet to make in the market – I I can't just endorse like you know because there are certain people out there who will look at this and say well this could be a great bankroll building opportunity you yeah, just lay, whatever, lay yeah. a huge price or whatever I always go back to I mean the Dak Prescott comeback of the year market which seemed basically over mm-hmm. about half I mean if we're talking if we're comparing times of the season we're just over halfway through the Major League Baseball season you know I, I bet Prescott week four I want to say it like minus one sixty one seventy by week twelve which is kind of the equivalent to where we're at in Major League Baseball he was. I mean, he was minus 10,000. A lot of shops took that off the board. Guess who didn't win? Guess who didn't win comeback player of the year? Now, again, a much more. Who won more, it that year? That was Joe Burrow. It was last oh, year. The okay, Burrow, yeah, yeah. Burrow had the crazy comeback, and I'm, I basically would, had already cashed that ticket in my personal well, account. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that, that was a mistake. I so, mean, along those lines, one of the best things, one of the, uh, the greatest angles I've ever had in my life, um, myself and Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, uh, the year that uh, it's terrible to say, but the year that Alex Smith was coming back from that injury, both of oh, us said right, if he right. takes one snap, he is winning that award. All he has to do is take one snap, and it's going to be his. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, that was it. Did the Blue Jays just clear the bases on a double? I think they did. Oh, my God. Do they just get inside the park home run? Wait. Oh, my God. They just did. <laughs> oh, my God. They did inside the park over. Rymel, all right. Wow. Rymel Tapia has just – that's a grand slam. It's was an in, that, it's well, an inside wait, the yeah, park. Wait, so, it's an inside the park grand slam. Yeah, so the bases were loaded, and it's an inside the park. Yeah, that's home a home. Run. Is that's that a, a home run slam? with the bases loaded. Ooh, that's a grand slam. It's got to be a grand slam. Oh my! <laughs> to lose loser like video. Loser. Oh my. Okay. So Rymel Tapi hits this ball to center. Oh, and the oh, the center fielder loses it in the lights, and it oh, lands it's like on a mile the, and it lands him. on the warning track. Oh, and he doesn't even go for it. Yeah, he completely loses the ball in the lights. Wow. And, and he just walked to it. Like, he Tapia, completely gave up. It, so, I'm, MLB.com, inside the park, grand slam. Wow. Yes, you're a queen. Oh, that's, that's one way to lose a bet. Isaiah Von Brinkle. Down he goes. No grand slam. That's, that's a tough way to that's a tough way. So to let lose the record it. show now in primetime action history. There have been two bets all time, John, on okay. the no grand slam. Both times those have lost. Okay. So <laughs> which one and one of them lost by an inside the park grand slam. One of them lost an inside the park grand slam. That's awesome. Ten, I mean, sorry, but that's kind of an awesome way to pretty lose. Pretty hilarious. I mean, I'm I'm kinda with you there, John. Like if you're gonna lose a bet. By the way, Lucas Giolito almost just gave up another like gave up another home run, but it sliced fair a uh, foul. Ten so. nothing Oof. Toronto. Yeah. Top of the third inning. That is ridiculous. Feeling good. Isaiah's muttering behind the glass. What a stupid way to Come lose. Come on, say it on the mic. Let's what, go. Is what he's saying. It's okay. So as Sorry, far as Yankees are, you're, you're yeah, three two uh, Yankees are bottom of the third. Isaiah does have a bet on the Yankees tonight. So as far as NL rookie of the year though, because that's certainly a market that uh, we both agree very very much uh, wide open at this point. Spencer Strider, yep. your favorite, plus a buck seventy five. Michael Harris, two to one. Both of those guys, outstanding rookies for the Braves. You would have to think, especially considering O'Neill Cruz, who wasn't even called up until late June, had his number. Just, I mean, completely siphoned all the way down to, he at one point was four, four and a half to one after being 30 to one, maybe a week prior, had that great first week at the big leagues, but he's really struggled since he's striking out at at a basically 33% clip. The classic case, kind of like we saw with Jared Kelnick last year in Seattle, where a lot of these rookies come up, they just don't have the plate discipline figured out yet at the big league level. And that's okay. Pirates aren't going anywhere anytime soon. They're going to let him take his ABs, take his lumps, but you would think just on the surface, the fact that, that the Braves themselves have been so good and that those two guys in particular have meant so much to that team, it's probably as close to being a two-guy two, two guy race as we've said at any point this year. Is that fair to say right yeah, now? Yeah, no, I, I think so. Like, I, I thought, like, at one point, it, like, say a Suzuki, I think, did he reach odds on early in the year? 
that might have been the case, like very early, obviously. Um, and I would say that maybe that was like the shot that you wanted to take, uh, but the health issues I think have really like pushed him back here um, when it comes to the grand scheme of things. I would agree. And just kind of licking your finger and testing the wind when it comes to the hype behind these guys, Spencer Strider is the rightful favorite. And I would just say that they, I would think there's a, a little bit of a bigger gap between him and Harris at this point right now. Um, but still, I the market reflects it, and I would agree with this, that it is Strider or Harris – and I think it is going to be Strider at this point, just given what I perceive to be some really solid hype behind this kid who a lot of betters have been really big on him. The market's been really high on him. I think his last start, yep. they closed like well over $2 favorite, something like that. Um, that's why I would kind of really lean heavily in the direction of Strider over Harris. You look at what he did last year. Keep in mind, Strider, second year as a professional. Last year yep. between low A, high A, double A, triple A, and then made his debut a season ago. 93 or so combined innings pitched. He's at 74 this year. You always worry about, and this was a guy who was used pretty exclusively out of the bullpen to start the campaign, but mm-hmm. has since worked his way into the starting, uh, starting rotation here. 10 starts now, 21 appearances. He's at 74 innings. He's striking out nearly 14 per nine, which is what, uh, what Otani has been doing for a good portion of the year. Otani down to about 12 strikeouts per nine. But 303 on the ERA, 203 on the fielding independent pitching, 276 on the expected ERA. Guy does not give up much of any hard contact. Really the question, and I totally agree with you, it's Strider's award to lose at this point. It's just how aggressive do Braves management allow him to be down the stretch, given that this is a team that should be in the playoffs uh-huh. and is probably going to rely on him there to at least carry them at some point in October. I mean, I think you do. He's only, what, 74 and a third? 74. So it's not, like, it's not yeah, an insane number. It's not yeah. an insane workload at this point right now. I think, I think he's there. And here's the thing for him. He has, as you mentioned, the sexy stat that is working in his favor, which is the strikeouts. Like he's mowing them down. And the fact that if you look at his advanced numbers and they tell you that he's actually due for some positive regression, that he's actually getting a little unlucky uh, to put it very poorly, right? 303 ERA and the 203 fielding independent. Like he could be even better in his next few starts. I mean, there's an outside shot. Like a guy could get to 200 strike. He's at 114 right now on the strikeouts. Right. 74 innings. Like he could, he could pretty easily potentially get to 200 if they let, if they just let him keep going. It's, it, it, it's kind of like the DeGrom question we had last year when he was first injured and shut down. It was like, well, how much more does he need to pitch? I don't know that Strider really has to pitch every fifth day the rest of the year. If, he just, if those numbers, those ratios stay the same. Yep. Michael Harris, very good player, hitting about 283, WRC plus of 124. Really, really good as a Eight rookie. homers, 30 RBI, yeah. something like that. But you probably need a little bit more from that down the stretch. I would agree. Certainly think Strider, it, he certainly is the rightful favorite uh, at this point. All right, on the other side, we're talking some UFC. Jimmy Smith joins us to talk UFC Fight Night next on Primetime Action. Welcome back in. It is Primetime Action on a Friday night from the South Point Sportsbook Studio here in Las Vegas. Uh, and how about, how about this? Jonathan Von Tobel in his Co-hosting debut on the show. Met, uh, the Vison NBA senior analyst, by the way, who mm-hmm. uh, hosts the, the Edge Mondays through Fridays, uh, four to five Eastern time. But you've come on the show and look, you got ten uh, nothing lead spotted from the Blue Jays. So oh, like inside the park grand slam. <laughs> on an inside the park grand slam, it also torpedoed Isaiah Von Brinkles. Yeah. Loss there of a no grand slam bet. And then uh, you get four runs in the first inning here. Of the, you're, you're over. Uh, and we're over still eight. in the first. Jose Abreu so, staying alive here with a runner on second. So come on, buddy. Just drive it in. So, Let's drive it in. Pretty good. All right. Well, that is still the, the thing we're focusing on right now. Now that we are out of the All-Star break, a lot of baseball to talk about. But tomorrow across the pond, we have a very intriguing UFC card, the uh, the UFC England, which has some very uh, very good matchups there on the docket. It'll start bright and early tomorrow for those of us here on the, on the West Coast. So good to uh, bring in Jimmy Smith, who hosts SiriusXM's Unlocking the Cage show. Follow him at Jimmy Smith MMA on Twitter. Uh, Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us. Just want to go right to the, uh, the the main card right there tomorrow night, where uh, which will be about 5.15 p.m. there on the East Coast, Blades and Aspinall. As we've gotten closer and closer to uh, this bout, we've seen a little money come in on Aspinall, the favorite here, from about $1.25 up to $1.40. Where, where do you stand on our main event that we're going to see in the heavyweight card tomorrow? Man, you know, I want to say I liked him before it was cool. Right, I've been big on Tom Aspinall for a long time, and he's just, you know, he's, he's a, a heavyweight with kind of lightweight skills. He's light on his feet, he's really, really versatile, has a great submission game. Um, the, the, for the betters out there, what I look at, too, when I look at something like this, is Curtis Blades, the hardest label to shed is choker. The hardest label to get rid of in sports. I don't care what your sport is. Derek Lewis, supposed to win that. He had that one in hand, uh, lost by knockout in the second round. That was going to give him a title shot, he messed that one up. 
the uh, rematch with Francis Ngannou. He had won, what was it, six, six, five in a row without a loss. Took on Francis Ngannou rematch. Francis Ngannou had lost his last one. Gets knocked out in 45 seconds. He has trouble when the fight is big. This one is big against Tom Aspinall in hostile territory. I'm going with Tom Aspinall in this one. I think he's, a, he's definitely worth a bet. So when you look at that fight from a <clears throat> round prop perspective, uh, what are you expecting? Because it, depending on where you shop, you can get very different variation of rounds. For heavyweights, obviously, it's usually a little bit shorter in the range of one and a half. Uh, this one, we're talking about two and a half, though, the consensus round prop, and depending on where you shop, under minus 130. But we know Blade's MO, right? He kind of wants to drag these out, wants to take it to the floor. Can he at least extend this fight out, or do you think this is going to be an early stoppage? Well, if you're going with Tom Aspinall, the thing to remember is he's never been to the third round. Yep. Hasn't been to the third round. Not he gets fights in the, you know, finishes in the third round. He hasn't been to the third round in his entire career. If you're going with Tom Aspinall, you're also going to bet that it's comparatively quick. If you're going with Curtis Blades, bet on a long fight, if not a decision. So it's hard to go with one and not the other. Going with Tom Aspinall, he gets it done early just like against Volkov. That was, what, three and a half minutes in the first round. Um, I think if you go with Tom Aspinall, you go short. You go with um, Curtis Blades, you go long. All right, I wanted to skip the, the co-main and actually go to uh, arguably the star on the card, uh, Patty Pimblett, after showing his rear end Patty. Uh, yeah, and getting upset <laughs> during the weigh-ins, uh, now as a $2.50 uh, uh, favorite here against Jordan Levitt. Uh, but what do you make of everything that's gone on in terms of the noise around him, the weight cuts? Looks pretty gaunt when he was weighing in, and obviously he hears a noise around. This took it pretty personal. But just from that perspective, in terms of cutting the weight and getting down here, what have you made of what it does to him and his body and how it affect, affects him here as a $2.50 favorite? I think in the long term it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I'm not worried about him so much in this fight. I'm not worried about him like, you know, oh, people thought I wasn't going to make weight. We're not saying we're not, you're not going to make weight. It's, I don't know if you guys remember Ricky Hatton had a trouble, you know, blowing no. up in between fights, and it cost him eventually. Same thing with Riddick Bowe, you know, in the 90s. He would blow up in between fights. It ended up eroding his reflexes, and it cut his career short. Now, do I think that might happen with Patty Pimlet down the road? Yes. Does it affect him in this particular fight? Probably not, but I don't like this fight at all for Patty Pimlet. Uh, in his first two fights, he's been rocked in both of them. There were moments where we thought Patty might get finished. Those were layups. Those were fights he should have knocked out of the park. Those are fights where he should have looked a level better than the opposition, and he didn't. Jordan Levitt has a great ground game. He's very experienced, very level-headed. I think the odds on Patty Pimlet as what, two and a half to one, depending mm -hmm. on your book. I think that's a little extraordinary. I would go with Jordan Levitt in this case. Again, we're joined here by Jimmy Smith, host of SiriusXM's Unlocking the Cage. Uh, joining us here at Jimmy Smith MMA talking uh, is UFC Fight Night Blades Aspinall, the headliner. But, like, so many just intriguing storylines. We talk about the, the Patty Pimblet angle. How about the, uh, the about that? This will lead into our uh, main event tomorrow night where we've got, I mean, pretty much a uh, – I'm seeing a pick em right now in a lot of the markets. You see some books where – uh, you see, you know, Chris Curtis favored. Jack Hermanson will be favored in some of the other shops, but uh, pretty evenly juiced as well on the two and a half rounds as well. Um, for about like this, and it, it seems kind of rare that you you get these perfect storms, right? Where it's just a pure pick 'em on both sides. There's a lot to like about uh, both guys. A lot very, both guys pretty similar when you look at uh, the age, the white, the, the, the height, and the weight, and everything like that. So where do you lean on a match that, on paper, uh, does seem to be pretty even on both sides there in the co-main? Well, look at the mental side in two ways. Yacht Manson was the guy that was set up to get a title shot and then lost to Jared Cannonier. And uh, he had just beaten Jacare, beat David Branch, Gerald Nunechart, Talos Latis, runs into Jared Cannonier and loses. Hasn't been the same guy since. It's been win one, lose one since then. And against Sean Strickland, his last time out, bought the split decision. He stood and banged with Sean Strickland the entire time. When his ace in the hole is really the ground game, look at the mental side. When people are, you know, two fighters are, two, are, are very, very evenly matched, okay, what's the mental side? What's the mental edge? Jakar Manson has not been the same guy since he lost his title opportunity, and he hasn't made good decisions. The Sean Strickland fight, I thought his strategy was terrible. In the Marvin Vittori fight, same thing. I thought his strategy was terrible. He chose to stand and kickbox with better kickboxers, and it cost him both times. So I would go with Chris Curtis in this one based on that mental side. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. It, it goes along with the market. Some spots actually opened up Hermanson as the uh, favorite in this matchup, but it's flipped now, of course, to minus 115. This is courtesy of DraftKings, too, so we'll see if this mm -hmm. is going to be the thing. Uh, but the market has been heavily in that direction, so we'll see if that's going to go off. If we're talking about a way that this could end, you have different ways to, uh, to attack this. From a round perspective, two and a half shaded to the over at minus 130. And you can go, you know, KO, DQ. How do you expect this to play out in terms of what we see? Will it be a longer bout, or is this going to end early? Oh, this one's long. I yeah. think the last time that, that you know, Dr. Manson was finished was the Jared Cannonier fight. 
So he tends to go long. He got caught by a big strike on that one. Chris Curtis does hit hard, but if he's well-coached, which he is, um, stay at range, pick Yakermanson apart, don't get involved in a ground game, be methodical, don't be stupid, don't rush in and try to finish this guy. If Chris Curtis wins, which is I have him picked to win, if Chris Curtis fights a smart fight, it's a long fight. Yakermanson benefits from Chris Curtis making a stupid mistake, and I don't think he's going to do it. Also, Dr. Manson has one hell of a chin. He tends to go long in fight. No doubt, and we've got, uh, looking at a number of the shops here, DraftKings is probably the heaviest as far as juice to the over there, but you can still find a bunch of shops where uh, that two and a half, you can find even juice or even, uh, you can even get a, a minus 105 or an even money there uh, on the over two and a half. What's, uh, as, you, as you look, Jimmy, at the rest of the card, maybe a little bit further down, what's a fight that maybe is not getting as, as much intrigue, at least on the betting card, since it might not be towards the main event, but one that is certainly drawing your attention for uh, the bout that's going on there tomorrow? I, well, there are a couple that, that, that jump out to me. Number one, don't touch Alexander Gustafson versus Nikita Krylov. Don't touch it. Don't know what's going on with either one of those guys. They're both coming off losses. They both haven't looked good in their last few fights. Uh, Gustafson's retiring, coming back. You never know how that's going to work out. I wouldn't touch that at all. Um, Paul Craig, Volkan Uzdemir, um, I'm looking at um, a variety of odds. FanDuel has Paul Craig plus 134, plus 125. Volkan Uzdemir, a slight favorite at 150. I think the market is missing that one. Paul Craig, um, excellent submission skills, really tall for the weight class, unpredictable. Volkan Uzdemir has lost a lot of his shine since coming up short against D.C. in his only title appearance. So I'd definitely go with Paul Craig in that one. And also, although I like Mark Diacossi a lot, I mean, he's a great striker, great fighter. He's a plus, depending on your book, like, 30, you know, 380, 375 um, against Hodrovir. I don't think it's going to be that far. I think Hodrovir has a good chance of winning that one. Um, three to one, I think, is absolutely ridiculous. So that's another fight to keep, to, uh, keep your eyes on. Yeah, when you see a guy, I wanted to go back to Gustafson really quickly just to pick your brain Wait. on. When you see a guy who gets loses the way he does in the last three, right? I think he gets admitted in the last two and then finished in the one prior to that. When you're on a stretch of getting finished like that, you don't even make it to the end of these fights. Is that something that you're looking at for some of these guys? Is this like a mental mistake or his game plan's incorrect? Because uh, that's a pretty rough stretch that he's been on at this point. Last one, last one was at heavyweight against, for the, you know, for Riso Verdum, the guy has great jiu-jitsu, armbar out and Gustafson, but Come on. The guy was, you know, over the hill. He was not in his prime at all. And Gustin lost that in like two minutes and 30 seconds. So, um, yeah, I look at the, uh, a guy who was traditionally hard to finish suddenly becoming easy to stop. That's never a good sign. And also, when you leave because your heart isn't in it anymore and you decide to come back, I always wonder how much your heart is really in it. And this is a guy, Nikita Krylov, his opponent that I normally wouldn't have a lot of faith in. He's lost three out of his last four. He's lost his last two. One to Paul Craig, who's also on the card. But this is the kind of fight where usually Krylov would be thrown to a guy and, you know, as I wouldn't say an easy win, but definitely trying to get him back in the win column. And I would say Krylov should be the favorite in this one. So um, I would stay away from it based on what you're saying, where his, the streak hasn't been good for either guy. But Gustafson, I don't know where his head is. And that's the hardest thing to gauge. And part of just a sneaky good uh, UFC fight night card starting tomorrow there across the pond. Jimmy Smith, the former MMA fighter and Sirius XM unlocking the cage host. Always a pleasure, Jimmy, having you on the show. Appreciate the time and we'll be uh, catching up soon, I'm sure. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Enjoy the fight. Oh, we certainly will. Uh, more long bombs, by the way, in Boston there, JBT. Yeah. 11 nothing, Toronto. My goodness. We're going to update all the scores on the other side. Maybe a little Mountain West football talk? JBT, ready to do Down that? With it. Let's do it. We'll do it next year on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season. For your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Uh, John, last time I checked, there was no uh, mercy rule in Major League Baseball. No, But they might want to institute one in this Blue Jays-Red Sox game. It is 14 to nothing. Teoscar Hernandez, Danny Jansen, each hitting home runs in this uh, this. Fourth inning. We've gone one run, two runs, seven runs, four runs in the first four innings here. Yes. So uh, wow. good for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, hopefully they end the game now. I'm down with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they want to just they want to stop the count at, at this point right now. Four, stop the count. It's 14 nothing. I mean, I'm just saying it's a game. The game is over. But, you know, whatever. 14 zip. Meanwhile, uh, some other games of, of note here. Cubs who go down early, one nothing to the Phils, have Responded in a big way. 4-1 Chicago now into okay. the top of the fifth. Christopher Morell double and an Ian Happ base hit that uh, it was a – and also Morell – oh, wow. That was a, a spot where Morell scored on a – it was a double but an error there by the first baseman, Reese Hoskins. Didn't even notice that at the time. So we've seen an inside-the-park grand slam already. A Little League homer, essentially, inside-the-park homer for Christopher Morell that was technically a double and then an error. So that scored uh, – that, that made it a uh, – Wow, 3-1 game, and then Ian Happ with a base hit as well. So 4-1 Cubbies in that one. And uh, how about the Padres? Yep. Touching up Max Scherzer early. 2-0 uh, right now in the top of the fourth in that one. Uh, you see a, receive a deep shot by Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer, the Haas. He, uh, he has still got it there. Uh, and in the meantime, we are underway now in Atlanta after that long rain delay. Nothing, nothing. Bottom of the second, Shohei Otani. He's uh, looking in pretty good form as a guy on runner on third, two outs. But did just get a strikeout on a 100 mile-an-hour fastball. And uh, worth noting as well, I believe, uh, they'll, they'll check this, I believe Ahmed Rosario has just, yeah, uh, Rosario there drives one in, so it's 5 nothing. Cleveland on top of Giolito and the White Sox. Runners on second and third with just one out. Obviously a rough outing for Giolito. Uh, lets on the first two and is having a little bit of trouble getting out of this. Stephen Kwan, I was playing hit the Kwan during the break. Underrated. Some, so yeah, underrated. Very, yeah. very underrated. Um, very. Yeah, I was hoping to get some good vibes out there. Maybe I was cursed because of that. Also, it looks like it's potentially an error here. Is that Pollock again who tried to field it and uh, fumbled? It's not it. been a banner day yeah. for White Sox outfielding. Just no. in a in a shocking. I, I thought their defense was going to be so good this year. Uh, has not been the case. In typical Chicago White Sox fashion, so much for the you know they win the take three of the final four against Minnesota. You're thinking, all right, this team has got it, and now they have looked like uh, they're a bunch of double A. They are. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a, a comparison. There was one that came to mind, but I can't remember. But, like, oh, you know what? They're almost not to this extent, but all year long in the NBA, right, we were waiting for the Nets to kind of get it. Every, and everybody was – Yeah, you know, I get, so, I get you that know what I, mean? I get it. And, yeah. and, like, I think all year long it has just been like, oh, hey, injuries at the beginning of the year. Hey, this team's talented. Hey, Giolito will bounce back. They'll get it. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened. Not yet. quite. Still right around uh, 500. And yep. yet they are still – 
second favorite to win the AL Central. I mean, the book's still showing them a lot of love. You can still, I mean, still plus 125 or so. Not much belief either in the, uh, in the Minnesota Twins. Uh, so we follow those games. We'll do the full updates on all the scores here coming up in about a half hour. Pete Futak, though, is going to join us in about 15 minutes to talk all things college football. So to figure to lead into that, we get some of our own college football discussion going here. Our college football betting guide at VSIN drops next week. And, uh, John, you were looking at the Mountain West. That was your, your conference of, uh, My of devotion. Yeah, so Fresno State, that's a, usually, like you see for conferences like this, it's, you, know, you get into the handicaps of the specific teams, but you don't really figure that there is a team that will factor necessarily on the national stage. You certainly feel like Fresno State is a team that by the end of the year could very much be sniffing the top 25, something you don't see too often with these group of five teams. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, look, so you start with Fresno State because first and foremost, they have arguably not only, no, they do have the best quarterback in the conference, but they could have one of the best quarterbacks on the West Coast. Jake Hayner comes back. Uh, he flirts with the transfer portal. Uh, looked like he was going to follow their head coach from last year, Kalen DeBoer, uh, to Washington, him being actually a former Washington quarterback. Uh, not the case. He decides to stick around with Fresno State. Jeff Tedford, who is the head coach for this team from 2017 to 2019 comes back in his old spot. Uh, you retired for a little bit uh, due to some health reasons. Under Tedford, uh, they went to the Mountain West Conference title game twice, won one of them. So this is kind of a familiar thing here with Tedford, and the roster's stacked. Uh, you get seven guys coming back on both sides of the ball, including Hayner. Uh, their defense could be one of the best there in the Mountain West. I rate them, as does Matt Humans, as the best team in the Mountain West. Uh, but the odds don't necessarily reflect that. Boise State is still at the top of a lot of odds boards, uh, depending on where, again, where you shop still at the top of just by varying prices. And I think it's incorrect for a number of reasons. One, Boise State has a real big question at quarterback. Hank Bachmeyer has been there now. I think this is his fourth year, uh, but has been a little bit of a turnover machine, has an issue with holding onto the ball too long and eating too many sacks. And that's kind of been the problem for him uh, throughout his entire career. Their schedule, Boise State, is absolutely a murderer's row in terms of what they have to deal with throughout their entire regular season. That includes conference play, but Boise state or excuse me, Fresno state, man, that's a legit squad. And I would circle a couple of things for them. First off, September 17th, they go to USC. If anybody remembers two games from last year in their non-conference, they were 20 point underdogs in Oregon, a game in which they led multiple times, ended up mm -hmm. covering, lost that game. Then after coming back home for a game, they went back out on the road to the Rose bowl, one outright against UCLA. Uh, this is a battle tested team with a really good quarterback, Love this Fresno State squad. And look at the the end of their schedule. How about that? October 22nd at New Mexico. After they play host to San Diego State, Hawaii, UNLV, Nevada, Wyoming, all of those teams, New Mexico, UNLV, Hawaii, Nevada, Wyoming, no win total higher than five. Mm. They're going to be able to pick apart this schedule and get to, I think, the Mountain West title game. I would very much be circling a lot of stuff with Fresno State over to win the conference. Uh, they are the best team in that conference. they got a path to get to a title. And that was what after the UCLA LSU game, right? Last year was that was that the the following game, or was it two weeks later? Yeah, the I have to double check game? For, for UCLA where, where it they, the they get, yeah. It's funny because in retrospect, they get the win over LSU, and it's like, oh boy, like this is this is huge. I mean, UCLA they're on the on the map, and then all of a sudden they just get completely torched by mm -hmm. uh, by Fresno State. So and Boise State too, just for you know, people who are more casual college football fans, will think first thing you think of that specific conference in the Mountain West, you think okay, just total domination by Boise State over the past decade plus. But it was an interesting first year for Andy Avalos, seven and five. We remember the had the, the, the cross country trip to start the year, the game that had the lightning delay yep. against UCF, uh, finishes past midnight on the East Coast. You have the good quarterback in in, uh, in Hank Bachmeyer. So you're of the belief is it is it a combo of personnel and schedule that makes you a little bit down on Boise State, or is it, oh, yeah. is it one or the other that is more strong? No, there? it's it's definitely a combo of that because like their defense actually should be one of the best ones in the conference, right? But if you go back to last year, and I, I'll have to double check what what amount of years it was, but I believe in the last seven years it was their worst offensive output, the Boise mm. State last year. Bachmeyer was a big reason behind that. Their offensive line wasn't really incredible for them either. So you have that an offense that I really don't have any faith in, and. Like, like I said, you look at their schedule. They're four-point underdogs on the road against Oregon State. Uh, they go to UTEP, which is a sneaky tough spot for them because UTEP is a team that returns, I think, about 14 guys. Uh, and I would assume they're going to be an underdog there uh, on the road against UTEP. You come back home to start conference play. Their first three conference games, Boise State, San Diego State, Fresno State, and Air Force. Now, two of those games are at home, but still, those are three conference contenders in consecutive weeks that you have to play. And it's just going to be, from there, pretty tough. And when you look at the, the schedule and the defenses that they're going to have to face both in conference and out. I just think it's going to be really tough for them to kind of climb to the point where we're talking like win total of nine shaded to the over, mm -hmm. right? Plus two, like I think it's 200 210 to win the conference for those numbers and what this team has to face. I just think those are a little bit too short. You can find value in Fresno state. And I would also say, look out for air force. 
Air Force has a schedule that sets up beautifully for them. They return, I think it's 16 guys, might be 15. They're, and again, quarterback doesn't really matter. Their leading rusher from yes. last year, their fullback, and their quarterback, a combined over 2,500 yards last year and I think 30 touchdowns, 25 touchdowns. They are going to be freaking awesome. And again, when you talk about schedules that set up nicely, Northern Iowa to start, you get to play host to Colorado, Wyoming, Nevada are rebuilding programs this year. You play host to Navy at Utah State, the defending conference champ, but rebuilding defensively. And then the rest of the schedule after that, UNLV, Colorado State, those are all winnable games. New Mexico, uh, this is going to be a really, really good year for Air Force. And I I would look out for an Air Force Fresno State Mountain West title game because wow. those two teams are, I think, destined to meet with one another. They're going to be yeah. up for really good years. DraftKings right now, Boise State plus 220. And these are to win the conference championship game. Yeah. Fresno State plus 240. Air Force 4-1. to one. And Really, the only other contender would appear, at least on the list, is San Diego State at plus 550. Brady Hoke back for his fifth year. And that was a team that played some very bizarre defense first games last year. For those who remember yep. staying up late uh, to, to watch some of those uh, late night West coast games with San Diego state, you give, you give the Aztecs any shot. This not, year? not so much. Their defense is going to be great. They have all conference players that all three positions, multiple defensive linemen are going to be all conference guys. The problem is in kind of what you're alluding to here, their offense, they bring in uh, Braxton Burmeister from Virginia tech, who's hoping to put a bandaid on that position. They do have a highly regarded guy in Will Haskell's redshirt freshman at Glendale, but their offense, they're bringing, and they were missing a lot. They had a bunch of really good productive guys who are not going to come back along the offense line. Leading rushers gone. I just don't buy into them enough offensively to make me think that when you look at their schedule, that is also a little bit of a, a little bit of a bear for a team like that. I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue for them. I think they got like eight wins written on them. Yeah, look, a team who just as you talk about from last year just mm-hmm. could not consistently right. score the ball. Part of some total slogs to the under as well. Great under team last year. We'll see if that manifests itself in 2022. All right, the Mountain West. How there about that? Decent college football betting guide out next week. And next segment, we're going to talk with Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. Get his general thoughts on the national landscape as we get ready now. About a month out from week zero in college football, we'll discuss things with Pete. Talk some more Major League Baseball. Get some late previews in as well on our final hour of primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.